This is Lloyd Minster's show. This is local that matters to you. Local people. Local events. Local news and sports. For Lloyd Minster and area, this is Live with Kurt Price from the new Lloyd Minster Nissan. Hey, thanks for joining us this morning. Welcome inside the new Lloydminster Nissan. We remind you that the new Lloydminster Nissan does have inventory, including that brand new, beautiful, and gorgeous 2022 Nissan Frontier. And a big announcement coming uh, tonight. Stay tuned for a, a big, big announcement from the new Lloydminster Nissan and the Lloydminster Exhibition. Lloydminster Bobcats have announced that their Bob Troop tribute game will be played on December the 12th against the Olds Grizzlies. That's a 2 p.m. puck drop at the Civic Center. That will also be Teddy Bear Toss Night. Uh, so the Bobcats will celebrate the legacy of a man who inspired a many. And it's actually an event for our whole community to uh, celebrate a guy who uh, dedicated uh, a lot of himself to this uh, community. Bob passed away on May 15th. For group ticket information for that game, call the Bobcats office, 780-871-0900, or shoot them an email to Lloyd, admin at lloydbobcats.com. The Kiwanis Club of Lloyd Minster invites you to the official lighting of the Kiwanis Festival of Lights. That's at Kiwanis Park at 56 B Street at 51st Avenue. Speeches go at 4 o'clock with the official lighting by Mayor Gerald Albers at 4.30. Now keep in mind if the mayor talks a little bit longer, then the lights will go a little bit later than 4.30. Or if he doesn't have much to say, which is like unlikely, uh, maybe they'll go a little bit before 4.30. I shouldn't say that because the mayor's going to be joining us on Friday. Um... You don't want to, we don't want to get them angry ahead of that. The B. Fisher Foundation is back with their New Year's Eve 50-50 raffle. The major draw is December 31st, 11 p.m. The B. Fisher is working to build that uh, pot up to a possible $40,000. You can get tickets at www.bfisher5050.ca. No better time to buy them than now. Packages and prices range uh, from one ticket for $10 to 50 tickets for $100. Call 780-875-3633. Big draw coming up tomorrow for the second early bird prize, which is a $500 gift card for Lloyd Minster and District Co-op. Last call for tickets for the Festival of Trees, which is this Thursday at Lakeland College. You can enjoy supper and a tree auction in support of the Richard Larson Bar Colony Foundation. Doors open at 6, dinner is at 7, followed by the auction of the trees of Tinseltown at 8. Tickets $65 available at Olive and Bircher by calling Pam at 780-205-9433. Save this date, uh, especially for the kids, because December 4th is Here Comes Santa Claus in downtown Lloydminster. Santa and the Grinch making an appearance along with some other uh, very colorful characters. Uh, there'll be a scavenger hunt, a free movie, which is Polar Express. And uh, there are six free shows happening. Uh, you can pick up a gingerbread house uh, courtesy of uh, Century 21 Drive, the Canets and Sobies here in Lloydminster. Take it home, decorate it. There'll be ornament making and a whole lot of fun stuff happening and uh, you should find out more about this big event on Thursday by picking up a copy of the Meridian Source.
Lloydminster Legion Branch number 39 is hosting a roast beef supper on December the 4th. Uh, order your meal for pickup today by calling the Legion at 306-825-2521. Uh, your meal includes a delicious roast beef. Of course, it's all home cooked. Uh, $15 a plate pickup will be from 4 to 7 p.m. Lloydminster Canets have launched their December cash calendar. This is your chance to win money every day in December. Get to your number and then sit back all December and hope that your number comes up on any one of the 31 days to win some cash. For tickets, call Wendy at 306-821-7979. There are three ways to get your tickets for the Lloyd Mr. Exhibition's Chase the Ace Draw, which is now up over $26,000. And tickets are 1 for 10, 3 for 25, 8 for 50, or 2400. Another big draw coming up uh, tomorrow night. E-transfer to Chase the Ace at LloydXH.com. Do so uh, before tonight at midnight. And of course, you can purchase tickets in person at the Lloyd Mr. Exhibition office. And uh, there's also a way to get them on their website, www.LloydXH.com. Just go to that website and uh, you can buy tickets right there. New Lloyd Mr. Nissan is teaming up with the Lloyd Mr. Youth Council for another night of fun entertainment tomorrow night right here at the New Lloyd Mr. Nissan. Uh, the Youth Council brings you Border Idol, a fun evening, a big time talent show. And we're looking forward to it. It begins at 8 o'clock. You can watch it right here on the New Lloyd Mr. Nissan Facebook page. Uh, Labus is an online auction going on right now. The 2021 Labus online auction features dozens of items and will run until Monday. Lots of great items have been donated for this great cause, so bid today to help out the Lloyd Mr. Area Brain Injury Society. Uh, once again, that's all being done on Facebook. Lloyd Mr. RCMP wants to hear from residents regarding the policing operations within the city. Uh, they've once again launched their Let's Talk Policing campaign. Easiest thing to do is visit Your Voice Lloyd slash RCMP. But if you don't want to do that, you can call 780-875-6184 and use extension 2322. It's your chance to ask some questions and get some answers. The official grand opening of the temporary Lloyd Mr. Museum and Archives is happening on Friday and Saturday. A two-day event. It'll run uh, from 9.30 to 5 both days. The new temporary for the home museum and archives is at 4207 44th Street. The event is free for all ages, but you should book a spot today. Uh, go to lloydminster.ca slash grand opening. Tours are self-guided, and I'm excited to announce that uh, Paul and I, will be there on Friday broadcasting live. And that's where the mayor is going to uh, join us from. We'll have some other special guests as well. And uh, there's a uh, official ribbon cutting happening on Thursday afternoon, which you can watch on Facebook. That is a virtual event. The Bull Riders are coming back to Lloydminster. The PBR is coming back to Lloydminster after being postponed last year. It's going to run on December 4th. Boy, December 4th, everything is happening December 4th. You got the roast beef supper for the Legion. You got Here Comes Santa Claus. The PBR is in town that night. So if you want tickets for the PBR, uh, visit lloydxh.com slash PBR dash winter dash classic. The night features bull riding and there is also a cabaret.
Macaw Funeral Service presents Handling the Holidays on Friday, December 3rd at 7 p.m. at the Service Credit Union parking lot. We had Joel McCaw in not too long ago as part of Think Lloyd Thursday, and he was telling us how uh, important this event is to those who have lost a loved one and uh, need some form of help coping with the holidays. The event uh, will also be live streamed on Macaw's Facebook page and on their YouTube channel. You're asked to RSVP uh, before Thursday, December 2nd by calling 780-875-4444. And the lights and sounds of Christmas House at 5704 30th Street will run their show from 5 to 10 p.m. each night. And that runs right up through the new year, I believe, until January the 6th. That's at Jerry Frank's house. And they are once again collecting donations in the mailbox beside the driveway. And you can uh, drop some cash in there for Big Brothers, Big Sisters, the Olive Tree's Gift of Christmas, or the Goat's Christmas wish. November is Family Violence Prevention Month and Catherine Ford is here to tell us about a new campaign that is happening all month long in Lloydminster. We're going to find out about that and more when we come back here at the new Lloydminster Nissan. We don't measure success with dollars and cents at Synergy Credit Union. We measure success by the impact we make for our members, employees and communities we serve. We support and are advocates for financial wellness and putting members' needs before synergies. We have a strong culture that fosters engagement, competency, inclusion, and wellness. We support our communities, partnering in projects that matter and strengthen the community. That's what makes us different from a bank. Be part of something better. Be part of Synergy. Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high-quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering Smokies, pulled pork, roast beef, and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing, and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers, and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder Smoker. Complete the grilling experience with a Canadian-made, award-winning line of House of Q barbecue sauces. We're locally owned and operated, and we look forward to seeing you today. PWM Steel in Lloydminster is the key supplier and largest indoor inventory of steel between Edmonton and Saskatoon. Locally owned, PWM Steel offers a wide range of services from steel cutting and bending to custom sign and powder coating. PWM Steel uses aluminum products as well as new and recycled steel. Key supplier of steel products and services since 1982. Visit their website at pwmsteel.com. Welcome back, and once again, thanks for joining us here at the new Lloyd Minster Nissan. As we mentioned before the break, November is Family Violence Prevention Month, uh, and the Lloyd Minster Interval Home Society has a Lead From Where You Stand campaign that is well underway. Community Programs Manager Catherine Ford uh, joining us this morning. Catherine, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. The uh, Lead From Where You Stand campaign, you guys have put a video together. Mm -hmm. So we'd like to show you what the Lead From campaign uh, video says, and then we're going to talk more about the campaign. 
someone who just tells people what to do is in, and in charge. I think a leader is someone who takes responsibility and is there for people when they need help or when they need help getting up after falling down. I think a leader should be the best leader they can be, and that's why I want to try and be the best leader I can be. I lead from where I stand by helping others value their voice and their confidence. I can reject and challenge the social norms that support gender inequality. I lead from where I stand by partnering with local-based organizations who support individuals impacted by gender-based violence. I can be a strong, positive role model to women and girls. I can lead from where I stand by being a bucket filler and showing kindness to others. I lead change in gender-based violence by speaking up when I hear demeaning comments about women and girls. I lead from where I stand by role modeling positive, non-abusive behaviors in all of my relationships. I lead from where I stand by volunteering my time to support this issue. I lead from where I stand by coaching and mentoring others on a healthy workplace culture. That is uh, really powerful. Some uh, really uh, prevalent community members mm -hmm. that we see yes. in the video. So tell us about the campaign, yeah. uh, Catherine. Tell us about um, Lead from Where You Stand. Well, just to really explain it, Family Violence Prevention Month, each year we really, tr it's an awareness month. So we're looking for ways that we can um, connect with people, share that message, help them to feel like they're a part of this issue and can contribute to it. So because of the pandemic, like normally we would do things in person, we uh, typically would have our breakfast with the guys, which has been a very successful um, event that we've done uh, for a number of years. And unfortunately, again, because of the COVID, COVID pandemic, we've had to rethink that. So the video was a way to share the message um, and a positive message. You know, um, family violence, gender-based violence, those are difficult topics. They're... Absolutely. Know, so this is a, a positive message for the community, helping them to see how they can contribute to the solutions. How do people get involved with that campaign? Yeah. Well, so in terms of um, the message, I think, as you can see, it's really lead where you stand from. So what we're wanting to promote for people is... Um, you're not limited by who you are. You know, it's not, it's not dependent on your gender, on your race, on your kind of social connection or the role you play in your community, maybe um, your age, that each person has the ability to contribute towards preventing or ending uh, situations of abuse or, or harm in relationships. So, and it's really about just small steps um, small actions that collectively, um, you know, make Lloydminster, our community, and really uh, our province, our, our country, a better place. Like, you know, it really, it really extends out. So it's, it's really um, putting the focus as, on us as individuals and, and how we can each contribute. 
and um, are contributing. Let me just say, yeah. already contributing. Yeah. Um, the month comes with some some different things that happen throughout the month. Yes. Can you tell us what's going on, like what yes. what you've done or or what's coming up? Yep. So we typically start the month as we did this year with a kickoff, um, and big thanks to our. Uh, partners, our ongoing partners with FCSS City of Lloyd. So they helped to host that kickoff. Uh, Mayor Albers attended as well as other um, individuals, you know, kind of taking lead roles in the community. And um, it's just a way to kind of gather the support and awareness. So we do that at City Hall and that happened the very uh, first of the month. And after that, again not able to do the in-person um, as we normally would so we've um, done a, a, a campaign with um, digital bill, billboards which feature the lead from where you stand um, message and also um, abuse hurts at any age which features are um, taking a stand against abuse of older adults so we've using both messages there and we have newspaper ads we're doing a series of um, presentations over zoom to community groups and agencies um, yeah just and of course also on our own Facebook page our own website just really featuring uh, the information and promoting that uh, that idea that everyone can contribute and we can all make a difference around this issue in the video we see an rcmp officer yes um, that that to me highlights that, like there are so many aspects and so many different organizations involved yes can you talk maybe a little bit more about that because you mentioned uh the city of lloyd and yes fcss absolutely yes. and a big thank you to them for helping to um partner with us on the video um and as well as the kickoff so yes they're an ongoing partner not just of us but of so many uh efforts and organizations in in the community really are such strong supporters um rcmp we work with really a, i mean just trying to think to list them all you know the olive tree we work with we actually um sit on the lloyd networking committee and there's a broad range of organizations on there so in efforts to you know we're often supporting similar um individuals or uh, groups of individuals, whether it's our youth, um, you know, people impacted by harm, um, people uh, impacted by homelessness, all those types of things. So we're really partnering with a full range. It just depends um, kind of from what division in, in the organization or department that's coming from. So, but in terms of this campaign, yeah, I think you can see the city of Lloyd, the RCMP um, would be contributors to this. And the other thing you mentioned was uh, supports in place for older adults. What, yes. are the, what are those supports? So it's actually pretty exciting. Um, and a few years back, and I, I'm going to just go on a limb and say four. I, I may not be quite correct there. But um, like-minded organizations, and again, you know, helping, already helping people who've got vulnerabilities or maybe helping with housing. So uh, those organizations that had a concern for older adults came together and formed the LEAP Committee. So that's the Lloydminster Elder Abuse Prevention Committee. And they were able together, and of course, the Interval Home is a part of that committee. So uh, they came together and accessed some funding uh, through the provincial government. And that was enabled us to 
uh, create um, in the provincial language what's called a CCR, so a coordinated community response. So the first work of the LEAP uh, committee was really to bring awareness. Well, first they, they did a needs assessment and really what is the needs around harm to, to older adults in our community? What's here existing and what, what do we need? So the LEAP committee is really kind of that foundational piece and they continue uh, to do great work and particularly around promoting that awareness and, and drawing in supporters. Um, now, out of that provincial funding, uh, I would say last year, early spring, um, the government of Alberta um, provided additional funding, and this is called Take Action Against Elder Abuse, and it was funding specifically for case management. So previous to, to that, we hadn't had a dedicated uh, hired person to provide individual supports to older adults experiencing harm. And that would be harm in trusting relationships. And that abuse can look many different ways. So that's what we now have in place. We have um, supports for older adults uh, program and we have a facilitator. So we are able to offer individual supports to older adults, which helps them to address those concerns, address those harms and move forward to more safety and more well-being. I know when the launch was happening on December 1st, I think one of the stats that I remember was Saskatchewan was first. Yes. In, um, yeah. was it domestic? Yeah. So if you, if we think about um, kind of the provincially, where do we sit? Where do our provinces, Saskatchewan, Alberta sit? Yeah. With reported cases of domestic violence. Saskatchewan is, has the highest rate of reported domestic violence and Alberta is third. So we're, we're right up there. Um, I'm just going to reference my notes because I did bring some stats just to share because I think that's important. Why are we talking about this? It's not an easy topic. Um, why should this be of interest or concern to people? Why should they lead from where they stand? You know, what is it that they're leading? So the stats, now these are Lloydminster Interval Home stats from March 2020. Um, pardon me, April 2020 to March 2021. So that would be in our last fiscal. So we supported in uh, in the emergency shelter 160, uh, 169 women, 111 children, and those these were individuals admitted to our emergency shelter. We received uh, um, 1,356 calls on our crisis and support line. And over 100 women were supported uh, through our community outreach services and programming. Now, those numbers might seem high. You might think, wow, is that happening in our region? The truth of it is, because of the COVID, uh, the COVID pandemic, those are, numbers are actually lower than we typically would see year over year. Um, what we know and what's really emerged, and I think people will probably have heard this you know, through news reports, is that family violence increase over the pandemic was very significant. But what they may not know is that the people experiencing those increases weren't in a safe place to reach out for supports. They weren't in a safe place to pick up the call, uh, their phone, um, to, to leave their unsafe home environment and go to the shelter environment. So those numbers are actually lower. Um, and um, 
you know, we know as, as restrictions have eased, we've seen an increase in, in individuals reaching out for supports. Well, just from what you said, there's an average of, what, four calls a day? And, and, and that's lower than, than normal. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that'll surprise a lot of people because we have been told, you know, that yeah. it's increasing. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting when our new stats come out for this, you know, for the, uh, you know, for kind of 21 to 22. Yeah. Um, for that fiscal, what, what those stats will look like. Yeah, like my, my question would be like, how do you reach those people? Yeah. You know, if they're if they're not in a safe place to reach out, right? You know, yeah. how how do? And this is where it really comes back full circle to lead from where you stand, because those individuals likely are interacting with safe, uh, supportive people. There's they're likely in some way coming in contact with individuals who they may not understand exactly what's happening but they may have a sense that things aren't quite right for this person or you know they're they've got a concern and so there's things that we can do individually to help them obviously as an organization the prevention month we try to reach out uh, to individuals increase that awareness our community partners um, across uh, you know, Lloyd Minster are all actively supporting in our, in their own ways. And of course, you know, if they if they recognize someone who's um, impacted by interpersonal violence, family violence, gender-based violence, they can direct them towards us. But ultimately, it's each one of us doing what we can to support um so we like to think of it this way i'm going to share this with you we can be an active supporter so that's really an active supporter for change around interpersonal violence gender-based violence and there's lots of words uh, that we use to describe this but basically it's someone who's experiencing harm in some kind of relationship so active supporters they start conversations they they talk about the issue um, it's important, you know, a lot of silence, a lot of uh, shame can be attached to this. Um, people can kind of self-reflect, know themselves. Is there an opportunity for them to make a shift? Have they uh, maybe used behaviors that haven't been, um, you know, kind of promoting healthy relationships? Or maybe they've joined in conversations that are, you know, maybe degrading to women and girls or to to other, you know, other gender groups. Um, so just thinking about that, hey, is there something I could personally do um, so that I'm, you know, I, I'm staying on the, on the side of the, of the people that are supporters. Um, we can lead by example, right? What we do each day, how we speak, how we respond, how we are in our own relationships. And that's really that leading from where you stand. Um, so you know, um, we talk about participating. Um, we're accessing the internet, music, videos, movies. We can make a shift in a choice um, and leave by what we choose. What what are we being entertained by? What what stories are we listening to? Right? Just there's small shifts, um, and we can promote understanding. You're doing that right now. You know, you're you're supporting this by providing an opportunity for us to talk about this issue. And then the other piece, and this is maybe more difficult for people, is being an empowered bystander. So sometimes we think about an, a bystander, just someone who's standing and watching and, 
maybe not sure what to do. So empowered bystander, um, one, again, they don't participate in those conversations. You know, if, if someone starts a conversation and it's, it's going sideways to a place where uh, people are feeling um, diminished in some way, you know, it's causing harm in some way to whether that individual is there or not, um, right? We just are not willing to participate. Um, we can notice when things aren't right. You know, instead of just, well, it's not my problem, you know, that's personal, that's between them, notice. And then we can kind of check in with that person. We can speak up and say, uh, you know, maybe if something's happening right in front of us, we can say, hey, you know, let's, let's change the subject here. Or maybe we say, uh, you know, afterwards to that individual, are you okay? I noticed what happened, you know, do you need some help? So we can just speak up in small ways um, we're not asking people to jump in and, you know, kind of um, mm -hmm. stop things, right? Our, uh, thankfully, we have our, our police services for that, that if there's, if there's harm happening immediately. Um, but there's other things that we can do. Um, so, yeah, and just, again, what people are doing by watching this, they're learning about the services and supports. They can direct people to the interval home and to some of the other supports that are available in the community. That would be my next question. How do you learn more? Like, I know there's yeah. webinars and stuff. Maybe yeah. you can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so we do. Um, so we have our public education program, and uh, we have our facilitator, and Leslie Balker right now is offering a lot of our content online. So we do um, pretty much monthly webinars. So they're called uh, learn with LIHS and they cover just general information about the interval home and the services we provide. Uh, she does um, webinars that are on uh, interpersonal violence, family violence, um, elder abuse, um, just a whole range of healthy relationships. Pardon me, there's a whole range of subjects. She also does um, presentations and awareness activities um, with organizations or school groups, also, really, it, it, whoever you are, if you have an interest or want more information, just contact us. We're happy to support you with that. And as well, our website, um, the video is under our About LIHS, under our news, yeah, and under the news. And um, there's a lot of information on the website. Um, there's our Facebook page. Again, there's lots of ways for people to be connected. And, um, and if they really feel like they want to contribute, we have lots of volunteer opportunities and uh, where people can kind of just bring their special strengths and abilities or perspectives and, and support, um, support the effort. Um, it's November 23rd. Yes. Um, what has the community support been? Uh, has there been good community involvement? Yeah. You know, because we can't be face-to-face -face with people, some of it's hard to gauge. Um, we've had great response to our video. People are um, telling us that they've in appreciated, they've enjoyed the, um, the message and, you know, found it motivating, inspiring. Um, it's, it's a little bit harder to gauge that impact. Um, so we've got quite a wide range. Um, when we do the, the kind of uh, direct conversations through Zoom presentations, we're able to get that feedback. But I would say overall, um, we, we've had a good response, a, a, you know, a really good response. And um, our, our other 
like-minded community organizations are, are always you know stepping up to support the work we do as well and 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 kind of move that information along to to individuals they know that could could use it is there any other initiatives that you want to talk about uh, Catherine well, anything that I forgot to ask you about yeah, for initiatives? I mean in terms of so with this we will be having some presentations you'll notice that our billboards our digital billboards up and I believe our newspaper ads are are completed now um, so again please check out our, our website for more information about the supports for older adults program and uh, any information around um, Family Violence Prevention Month. I will uh, maybe highlight, although I didn't come prepared with much information, but just uh, maybe as a little, you know, heads up, um, we um, were looking to expand our For the Interval Home uh, store operation. So I would just encourage people to be uh, looking for those, uh, for that information and kind of when things are set to go. Very excited, and we're so appreciative of the support from the community. And I mean, this has been the interval home is oh, well, we're over 40 years, and uh, you know, the ongoing support from the community, particularly through for the interval home store, has been amazing. And so, we just say, hey, you know, kind of keep watching out, and and there'll be, um, yeah, upcoming announcements or and. Yeah, as our as we're able to move forward with our expansion. I know the Christmas store was very popular last yes, year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is there any plans for this year or? You know, I can't speak to okay, that. Okay. Okay. But um, I I know someone who can. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so maybe maybe I'll connect them with you. Okay. Is there anything I'm forgetting to ask, uh, I Catherine? I don't think so. I think just just to emphasize that the vast majority of people of men in particular are good guys they're supporters they care and they have something to contribute we can use our leverage you know from where we stand we've got we've got a sphere of influence and we can we can help right not just individuals impacted but just by the the culture of our community and our you know where we live so I just, I want people to feel empowered by that. They can lead from where they stand. They've got something to contribute. And we firmly believe they are contributing. Well, and the stats show that it's right here in our community. Yes. Right? That's yes. the other thing that yes. people may think it's it's elsewhere. But stats it's don't here. show that. They show it's here. It's here. It's yeah. there. Uh, that's the thing with interpersonal violence, family violence, um, you know, elder abuse. We... It is behind closed doors often. So it's, it, it can be easy to miss in a sense, easy to think it's happening somewhere else, but it is no respecter of age, social standing, uh, gender, it, it, uh, any, of those, any of those things that kind of define demographics, it, anyone can be impacted. And I think the thing is, is why should we care? Because uh, you know, because often we're t thinking about adults that are involved in these relationships, but there are children. Children in the vast majority of these situations that are experiencing harm and long-lasting harm because of the violence and the harm that's happening in their home environments. So it matters. And 100% uh, of children who are e e um, 
exposed to family violence are impacted negatively by it. There is always a negative impact, whether it's obvious to the onlooker or not. So um, we have good reason to to take a stand, you know, to, to lead from where we stand. Thank you so much, Catherine. Really appreciate your time. You bet. Thanks so much. Thanks for being here. We are here uh, pretty much all week. Uh, we have a really busy week coming uh, your way. Shannon McEwen's going to join us uh, tomorrow. We're going to talk about the grand opening of the mall, what happened to the mall, and uh, when it's going to be back to a full uh, functional again, but it is uh, opening and it's uh, having its grand opening on uh, tomorrow, actually. And uh, then on Thursday, uh, Trace K is here for Patchwork. Uh, we bring the uh, Pro Oil and Gas uh, uh, Patchwork uh, podcast your way. Friday, we'll be broadcasting live from the museum. And uh, Saturday, we'll find out the winners of uh, who uh, Border Idol are. And we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, youth in our community as well. And uh, I'll see if I can talk Jerry Frank into coming in and telling us more about that Christmas house as well. Thanks for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, make sure you check out the 12-ish days of Christmas. If you haven't already, you have till 4 o'clock tomorrow to uh, have your say on who shopped better at Calendar Club and Hickory Farms in the Lloyd Mall. Maria Oraleni and a chance to win an awesome prize. And then this Thursday, uh, we will be on the Spiros uh, Facebook page and uh, we will have uh, Sheepskin Loft for you on stop number two on the 12-ish days of Christmas. Thanks for joining us.